Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast, episode 151. Will this be? So I'm actually just pulling up the calendar. So it will not be the last episode of the year, more than likely, is I'll probably do one next week since I do one every week, but it's the second to last one of the year of 2022. So before we even get into the episode, make sure you like, subscribe, five-star rate and review this podcast like you do every week. Share this with your friends, family members, cousins, buddies, everyone that you want to share it with and can share it with because we have a lot to talk about today. Crazy day in the market today. We had a crazy day yesterday up, crazy day today down. Um, new data, new information. We'll talk, talk and go through all the new data information we received and what and how it's affecting the markets so far. Um, as well as just talk about general business updates and news like we do every single week. So let's get into the show. Okay, so discussing the market moves for today and what is pulling and pushing the market currently. So right now, we can go through a little bit of the backdrop. So we had another seventh, the seventh rate hike um, a couple of weeks ago. We had the seventh rate hike, which brought the short-term borrowing rate at 4.25 to 4.5%, which is the highest Fed fund rate in 15 years. What does that mean? You're getting higher rate on your savings. Borrowing money is going to be more expensive. Mortgage rates are higher. Car loan rates are higher. Um, but your risk-free rate is also higher. Right, and so we're trying to decentivize um, spending and increase people's savings, so we can bring down inflation. So you're still seeing that come to fruition with the Fed increasing rates, um, and the market's pricing in two more rate hikes, a 25 basis point one, and then another 25 basis point, and then a pause from the Fed. That's what the current market is pricing in when it comes to rate hikes, um, and and we're seeing this flow through everywhere in the economy. If you look at the U.S. debt. Our debt, what the U.S. government owes from all the spending that we do. Um, the interest expense on that spending is the highest it's ever been. It is the highest interest expense it's ever been. Um, it's super, super high. It's almost recent a trillion. <laughs> so we're seeing that play across the market. But in some good news, you are seeing some deflationary pressures, right? Gas prices are down. Used pr- car prices are down. You're seeing a housing recession happening. Um, and the November CPI report showed a decline in year-over-year rate, year rate of change from October to November, um, except for one every place in the in the basket because they look at, except for shelter. But everything else declined. Um, and so that's a positive um, that it's somewhat working. It hasn't fully worked and shown through in the data yet um, as far as the rate hikes and some of the monetary policy and, and constriction of the balance sheet. But it's showing some signs of positivity. On the other hand, you still have consumers who have 20 straight months of wages not keeping pace with consumer prices. That's 20 straight months. That's probably the longest, one of the largest uh, time frames in history. So that's all playing a part in what's going on in the market. You're seeing a little bit more volatility now. Um, as we saw the new initial jobless claims data that came in lower than expected, showing that, hey, maybe the Fed's going to have to pull more levers 
and get us into a deeper recession before you know more job loss comes about where there'll be less spending. So I think that's what's spooking the market at this time is that's why we're having some pullback right now. Again, we're getting into a new year soon. First half of the year, probably be dreary. Second half of the year might be okay. If you look at the market strategists, according to Bloomberg, they usually all predict that the market will be up when they do their poll every year, like up for the year when they do their poll at the beginning of the year. It's a pretty good guess because if you look at it, it's roughly the 75% to 80% of the time the market is up year over, on a year-over-year basis. So, But this time, the strategists predicted the market be down a little bit in 2023, 3 to 4% or whatever they had. But that actually makes me bullish in the sense of if everyone is doing that or all the market strategists in quotation marks are predicting that, then we probably will see some sort of pull, some sort of bullish run at the end of next year prior to, you know, halfway through or three quarters of the way through, whatever it is, after some of this stuff has gone through and cycled through the market and cycled through um, the economic cycle and has now cleared up, I think you see that, you know, that that starts to recover midway or three-fourths of the way next year. So I'm actually bullish on, on 2023 in the sense, I think we'll be higher by a little bit. I don't think it's going to be a crazy two-digit gain, but I think we'll be higher marginally um, in 2023. So that would be, that would be my estimation. So lots going on. You have a $1.7 trillion spending bill. Um, let's actually get into recent current news. There's a $1.7 trillion spending bill that's being pushed around right now. Um, and if you see that you can assume that, you know, in the second half of 2023, that we may not be deflationary. Cause if you print more money, it's going to have more spending power. M1, M2, M3 goes up. The money in circulation goes up, so more spending means more inflation. Um, and so that bill is being debated. Um, but if they doesn't, you know, if we still see M1, M2, M3 uh, money supply, that's the money supply metrics not change, there's still a high chance of deflation or extremely low inflation in the middle of the year. Uh, but we'll still see real estate prices go down and oil prices flatline um, as well. So you know, always good to watch these things. And another front job stuff still going on. There's way, waves of layoffs still happening. So for those that are in corporate W2, just keep working away um, at that because it's probably not going to get better for the next few months for those folks um, in that area. In less stark news, we had the earnings for Nike come out. And Nike had a slam dunk earnings. They moved 13% yesterday on the news. They had better inventory levels. They had higher profits, um, higher sales, better growth rate on the sales. And um, the margins are better because they're going a lot more direct to consumer. Um, and they offset lower demand by, um, I, I believe, just more like more because of increased sales. Even though they had lower demand, um, had China, which is their, one of their largest markets, still growing. Um, inventory levels are still high, but they're seeing a little bit better demand, especially on the direct-to-consumer side. So they posted strong earnings, and it was a big reason why yesterday was such a big day because people were like, all right, consumer is still spending. There's still some good news out there, um, but you know that's, that's changed today. And in other news for big, big companies, NFL is near, it's closing a deal with YouTube TV for its NFL Sunday ticket rights. So for those that don't follow sports, NFL Sunday ticket 
is a way for you to watch all of the games that aren't in your region. So how they break it down is if you live in a certain region, like say you live in Minnesota, you'll be able to watch the Minnesota Vikings games and whatever national televised games they would do. Maybe it's one or two or three nationally televised games, but you wouldn't get the other games that are in your region that aren't that aren't in your region that aren't nationally televised unless you had um, Dish NFL Sunday Ticket, which was before with Dish, but now. For 2.5 billion, I believe, per year, it's now going over to Google and YouTube TV, and all people that have that will be able to get all games, not just the ones in their region or the nationally televised. They'll get all games. Um, it's a big win for Google and YouTube TV on that front to pick to reel in that big fish, which was you know probably the biggest big fish um, as far as sports rights um, in America. Uh, to to win because uh, NFL being the the main leading sport here in our country, um, and so they won those rights. So that's a big win for them, um, you know. Um, and so we'll have to watch, and that will commence in 2023. Um, and so more news on the sports front. Um, the most liked pay Instagram picture um, has been dethroned. It used to be a picture of an egg, but guess what, folks? No, it was not a picture of myself. It was a picture of Lionel Messi. Lionel Messi, uh, for those of you who watched the World Cup final, which is an incredible final, uh, got me being a fake soccer fan. I'm calling myself a real one now because I really like and enjoy the sport. It was an incredible match. France, Argentina, legacy, new beginners, new young guns. What a match. Um, And Argentina did pull out the victory. And Leo Messi's photo post-victory is now the most liked photogram photograph on Instagram ever has over what probably 70 million likes at this point uh, which is incredible just the, the metrics on that game as soccer being the most global sport in the world the metrics on that game you saw Google say searches were up the highest in 25 years um, Twitter said it was like the most talked about event ever like there was just so many crazy metrics because look at it as being a global sport it, it was just incredible incredible to see and incredible to watch for those that did watch it. In more streaming news, people are saying that Netflix ad-supported plan isn't doing as well as they thought because consumers are still battling inflation and subscription fatigue. They're subscribed to all these different places. What you, We all have it out there. You have Netflix, HBO, Peacock, Paramount+, Plus, uh, YouTube TV. got all of them, all right? And so now they're saying that the estimates uh, for Netflix's ad-supported tier um, is only accounting for 9% of November signups. Um, so the $7 a month plan, it's um, not doing off to a hot start so far. You get ads, but you get everything for lower. Um, and they're just, it's not off to a hot start. But we'll see if that changes. Um, I've always argued you go Netflix for out the, without, the, um, without the ads, but some people would want that. I think there's still a market for it uh, when the consumer is able to, switch the situation that's going on right now when that switches i think that gets better um in the further out term wells fargo being fined again they're ordered to pay by the cfpb 3.7 billion because of banking practices that harm 60 million customer accounts for over 10 plus years um the issue was wrongful overdraft fees in illegally sized homes and cars i wonder what that illegally sized homes and cars means someone that out there that knows Look it up for us. What does illegally sized homes and cars mean? We know what the overdraft and wrongfully overdraft fees are, of course, for those people. But what is the illegal sized homes? But yeah, they got fined $3.7 billion. They seem like they're always getting fined or in the news. Do you guys feel that? I feel like Wells Fargo always fined, always in the news for something wrong. 
that's not good. Um, but yeah, hopefully they get that fixed because that is not not good. More fine news. Oh man, more fine news. We got Epic Games. They were agreed to pay 520 million after the FTC said that Fortnite ma- Fortnite maker Epic Games illegally collected children's data and tricked players into making purchases. The mega popular mobile game has 400 million plus players. Wow. So Fortnite players, well, Epic Games, the creator of Fortnite, they were tricking little kids out there to give them data so they can target ads them and trick them into making purchases on their mom and dad's credit card. So they got fined big time and rightfully so. You're seeing it all over, fines, misrepresentations. Um, Things are getting darker and deeper out there, folks. So stay, stay safe. That's all the news we have. We'll go on to the next segment. All right, folks, we're doing question of the day because I now have a treasure trove of questions, um, which is awesome to me um, because I have so many, so many that I can choose from. Um, So I'm going to do a kind of a rapid fire, maybe a one or two or three. depends on how much I feel. But but let's get into one because we've always talked about, hey, 2022 seems like it's been forever. Um, 2022 down year, down market, all these different things, but it doesn't last forever. And most people should be taking a long-term view of everything. And that's what I, I do with people I work with and what we do in general is a long-term out view. So the question is, if you invested $1,000 in Netflix stock 10 years ago, what would it be worth now? question is, if you invested $1,000 in Netflix stock 10 years ago, what would it be worth now? If you guys know that, just say it out to yourself, and I'm going to give the answer here in a few seconds. The answer is going to be over $26,000. Yeah, that's right. Even with all the craziness uh, of going on, uh, the answer is still over $26,000. That's incredible. Um, return on something you invested in $1,000 10 years ago. Why, again, people don't have a long-term view. They have a short-term view in most cases. They don't have a long-term plan. They have a short-term or get-rich-quick plan in most cases. And that usually, folks, doesn't work out. Usually doesn't work out for most people. Um, I like that one. I like that one. Let's look at another one. I'm thinking... We go, I'm thinking, where do we go, folks? Where do we go? We have so many different ones to choose from. Um, I like it. I like it. I'm going to go with this one, a fun one. It's it's how many startups has tennis superstar Serena Williams invested in? How many startups has tennis superstar Serena Williams invested in? That's a good one. And the answer Guess. What is the guess out there? Put it out there. Put it out there. Over 50, under 30. Um, put your guess in your mind and let's see what you got because I'm going to give the answer here in three seconds. Three, two, one. The answer as of the time of this blog and question is 66 startups. So you can assume it's potentially over 70 now, but 66 startups. The tennis superstar Serena Williams has invested in so far. She has her own venture fund that is crushing it, cushing it in the game. Um, shout out to Serena and to her team for what they're doing out there. And we just invested in another company, uh, myself leading an investment in another app, Cut app. It's a betting, peer-to-peer betting platform that allows you to bet. For those of you who bet at sports, pop culture, anything, allows you to bet and match bets with other peers, whether it's your friend or just other people that are actual real people publicly. So you're not betting against the house anymore. 
you're actually betting against a friend, making it more fun and competitive. Um, there's weight live wagers that are out there that you can just match to. Really, really exciting. Has great growing app and we're excited about that in the future so um wow what a pretty insightful question rapid fire of the week again probably be able to talk to people um next week again happy holidays stay safe stay warm there's a lot going on out there right now um so make sure everyone stay safe have fun with your family and friends it's a great time to do that relax a little bit i plan to do that to get some downtime to let the body and the mind reprieve and then you're back at it So we'll talk to you all next week. Happy holidays.